The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Oh, it must be Wednesday again. It must be the middle of the week. It just feels like it. Jeff and I, we would say we've been at this for how long, Jeff? 12 years. years. 12 years or more here at The Intentional Spirit. And we just, I'm telling you, the joy and pleasure of just being with all of you all these years. It's just so wonderful. And what I love about this show is I love learning. And every time uh, we have some incredible guests, I go, wow, that's over the top. And, and it's just been, I tell you, it's so much more than a show. It's an experience. And it, it's a great experience with just intentional people. And you know what I say all the time is that there's a big difference between people who are intentional and people who have goals or visions. All those things are very important, but intentional people understand that their life and the things that happen in their life somewhat shape shift them often to the work that they're doing in the world. And I think we're in for a big treat today as we talk about the trust frequency. And our guests today are Andrew Cameron Bailey and Connie Baxter Marlowe. You've got to go to their website. Let me tell you that not only are they bright, they're as cute as they can be. So go to thetrustfrequency.net. Welcome to the show, Andrew and Connie. Thank you for being here. Hey, Temple. Thanks for the beautiful introduction. Yes, and we're thrilled to be here with you. Yeah. Oh, well, I've, I've really been looking forward to this conversation, and, and no, I don't say that every week. Uh, trust is a big word for me. As a human being, it's been a big word of, you know, trusting the larger picture of creation and doing my best to stay out of the way. But one of the things I said a couple of weeks ago is that I spent a lot of my life uh, working around who I could trust you know, or what system I could trust or what organization I could trust, you know. And I came to realize that there was one formula that I needed when it came to trust, and that was to that I could trust myself and really own that, you know. And then from there, everything else has a way of working out. So I was just like, oh, I want to hear what you have to say, your work, your, you know, Andrew grew up in South Africa, 
Connie, you're involved with the visionaries. That you're just my kind of people, Native American elders. Just how in the world did the two of you find each other, and how did this work unfold? I want to know everything you can tell us. Well, thank you, Temple. And I just wanted to say, as you said, about trusting yourself. Remember, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi said, trust your feelings, Luke. Well, there you go. Trusting in your own heart, your own feelings is so important. And, and we give the tools for people to be able to do that, in fact, and actually walk it and, and be it and do it. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in uh, as a little lead-in. But uh, you asked how we met. Is that how you Absolutely, or any direction you yeah. want to go. This is your show, and I'm part <laughs> of it. So just, just yeah, tell right. us all about your work and how the two of you came to be and all of that. Absolutely. Little story time. Carney, yeah. how, how did we meet? Can you remember? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, Temple. I actually um, trusted the universe. I, I watched the signs from the universe. That's how I live my life. It could be called a spirit-guided life. And I had a big choice to make whether I was going to journey from New England down to the Omega Institute to a conference that I had been invited to uh, attend or go off on a weekend with the grandsons of Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I had to make a choice, and I watched the signs, and I made the choice to go to the Omega Institute to a gathering of shamans there, a gathering of wisdom keepers. And um, there was Andrew. <laughs> How did you get there, Andrew? <laughs> ah, and I had been working with uh, a group of Siberian shamans for the prior, perhaps just about a month, I had met them in the Hamptons. I raised my children out in eastern Long Island, and I'd gone on a journey, and my former wife picked me up at the airport, and as we were driving back to the house, she said, by the way, there's some Siberian shamans in West Hampton Beach this weekend. Mm -hmm. I said, that sounds just about right, doesn't it? Are you going? She said, I don't think so. I said, you know, I'm going to go to that. What a life-transforming thing that was, because firstly, it was a three-day retreat with these extraordinary people. I just experienced and witnessed some literal miracles. I saw things and felt things I had not seen and felt before. And when it was over, I said to them, how do I find you again? You know, do you live in Siberia? They said, we're on the road. Um, they said, the next time we're gonna be anywhere near here, there's this place called the Omega Institute in upstate New York. And I happen to be a kind of founding member of the Omega Institute going back to the early 70s, which dates me. And um, I went and with this particular group of, of, of Siberians who were participating in the, this workshop called the Gathering of the Wisdom Keepers. And came in, I was early, sat down in a big circle. I think there were 110 participants and I sat on a chair, a tall stool. I remember just sitting there cross-legged, and there was you know, half a dozen people in the room. And um, closed my eyes, and was just being present. And when I opened my eyes, there was this rather striking woman directly opposite me in the circle. And um, when the 
kind of the MC shaman. He's a he's a what would you call uncle? Well, his name's Uncle. He's from Iceland, and he's from Greenland. Greenland, yeah. He's, he's, an, he's an Inuit, so he's, he's what we might call an Eskimo. Extraordinary man, and okay, he's got this great big drum, and he's starting to make some noise. And there are some other interesting-looking people from all over the world. There, these um, there were a total, I think, of eight um, leaders of this workshop, and he opens by. Asking a question, he points directly at the woman who I'd noticed across, and he said, what's your name? And she, is, she said, Connie. He said, I have a question for you. What is the definition of healing? And what did you reply? Well, I thought about it a bit, and I said, the restoration of balance. Hmm, I noticed her, and I noticed that. Yeah, so that's how, that was that moment, you know, 100 feet apart across a circle. Yeah, and I had already noticed him sitting there in that um, <laughs> that stool cross-legged. So uh, I think it was a divinely orchestrated event that he and I were to meet because we share so much of uh, from our past of being interested in consciousness, in the evolution of consciousness of humanity. Not everybody is focused on such a thing. And when he told me his story and I discovered that that in his 20s, he had a foundation called the Sananda Foundation that, that had to do with human consciousness and what it was going to take to have us shift into our true potential in our hearts. And I'm like, wow, this is the guy for me. And, um, and he'd also spent extensive time with visionary native elders, which I had for the past 30 years. Um, been in association with various visionary native elders that had totally transformed my life as far as my understanding of the nature of the universe. And that's the work that we do. Our book, The Trust Frequency, 10 Assumptions for a New Paradigm, has to do with the nature of the universe, how the universe works. When once we understand how the universe works, that it's a conscious, loving universe. It's all love. And we, we solve the paradoxes that keep us from actually walking in alignment with that knowing. And that knowing is deep in our hearts. We've just been involved, enmeshed in a, a system of thinking and resulting systems, economic systems, uh, educational systems that were formed in a lower frequency. Uh, I believe that the earth has been in a lower frequency and all races, all people have been responding to a lower frequency energy. And that's so ultimately there's no one to blame. There's no shame, no blame. We've done a great job uh, as humanity in these 3D suits that we're walking on earth in and uh -huh. we've been transmuting all that fear and all those ideas of separation of scarcity that that we've been enmeshed in all these years these millennia and we i saw through these native people the 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 way the universe works you know they the, the giveaway is so essential in the native way and, okay, so if you're going to give something away, that means you're not hoarding. You know there's something coming. There's something more. You don't need to hoard. And so through that, I saw the abundant universe. 
and understand that it is an abundant universe in a higher frequency. Unfortunately, the Earth's moving into a higher frequency. So we're, we're accessing those aspects of our hearts and knowing uh, as we're responding to a higher energy. And Temple, you opened by mentioning the difficulty, the struggle it is to trust, to know who to trust, what to trust, when to trust, how much to trust. And quite honestly, and then you said, but then you learn to trust yourself. And that is a huge blessing. But there, to me, there is something so vastly beyond myself, which is, I like to call it simply the loving universe. So I like oh, to just yeah, express definitely. It. Yeah, four words, trust the loving universe. Because can I trust myself? Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm operating on erroneous assumptions about the nature of the universe, and I think the neighbors are dangerous, and I think there's not enough, and I believe in scarcity, actually, I don't think I can trust myself. And the only thing I can trust, and it's a process, I can learn to trust the loving universe. And having written this book back in 2012, it's extraordinary writing a book, because once you've done that, you really do have to walk the talk. And it truly is transformative once you just go, okay, Every single thing that occurs in my life occurs for me, not to me. It's here for me. I trust that, even if it's painful, even if it's not what I would have chosen, to trust that, to just really, really put one's total dependence on what Connie likes to call circumstance, which we think of as an external thing. Something happened to me from the outside. Well, there is no outside. Something acted in a way that was not loving. Well, there is nothing but love. It's, it's, it's a stretch. It's different. But boy, does it help. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, you know, you, you just described when you talk about, you know, the external realm or other things and it all being for us and all that, you, you're you describing the new thought, you know, science of mind, unity, Barbara Marx Hubbard, you know, all that on the collective teaching. What I love about, uh, in addition to that, the work that you're representing is where I went on my path, not that I'm needing to compare my story with yours at all, but um, I, I have a story about Omega too, so maybe there ought to be a club. Those of us that Omega changed the course of our lives, so we would fit into that. But that being said, the shamanic realm, um, I'm a shamanic practitioner, trained shaman, shaman in that way and love Sandra Ingerman and, you know, have been a connected with her and I just I love the richness of, of what you're bringing it's such a journey and then to get to a place where um, where I say often the world isn't broken and we're not broken we're just so programmed you know it's ex not that I'm trying to be like you or one up you in any way I'm just saying um, I'm, I'm, I'm very moved by your work because it's from the heart and it's not just conceptual, you know, and and yet uh, one more, you know, book about good information and, and, you know, tools to live by. But there's such depth to what uh, you're saying. And it's a beautiful world. 
And um, it upsets me when leaders call the world crazy and, you know, and all those things, because if the world is not broken, we're not broken. We're just programmed to believe that something's missing. Anyway, back to you. Back to you, Scotty. <laughs> Everyone I'm talking to, um, Andrew and Connie, you can go to the trustfrequency.net. They have spent their lives together um, making a difference in the world, bringing films, bringing books, uh, teaching people to lessen some of the paradigms they have learned and those assumptions. So I'm so glad you're here. Well, we're so happy to be here because we're so resonant with your work and with unity and the new thought churches and stuff. We've spoken at many of them. We've actually spoken at what I call Unity Central mm-hmm. <laughs> in Unity yes. Village um, and done a workshop there. there. So we're, we're just thrilled to, to be with you in this resonant field of this mm-hmm. kind of thinking. And I'm sure your your audience is resonant and hopefully we can add something to their understanding and and one thing we do is we ask people we have these 10 assumptions we have these definitions and 10 assumptions for a new paradigm and we ask people to take them as absolutely true for an exercise we're not saying they are absolutely true but for an exercise if one takes the idea that there is only love okay if you take that as absolutely true, then your thinking changes entirely because nothing can be not love. Hmm. Everything is love. Okay? So we, what we help people understand is that the nature of that love is unconditional. It gives us everything we ask for. Okay, what are our requests to this conscious loving universe of unconditional love? Well, we say it's our consciousness. And we have seven aspects of our consciousness that we've, that begin with the letter A, that there are many more aspects of our consciousness, but these seven A's, we call them the seven A's of consciousness that are our requests to the universe. Now, that is one way of putting it, our, our request to the conscious loving universe. The other way of putting it is it's pure physics. It's vibration. Since everything is energy and we're energy and what we're bringing to the table, I believe, is that the different vibrational levels, the different frequencies have different laws. And so as we shift our vibratory level or our frequency, we actually enter a different reality. And once we understand that, we have control of our lives. Right now, we're, we're operating on misinformation. We're operating on a scientific paradigm that separated us from our hearts, from our spirits, from the rest of creation that desperately wants us to connect with it, the trees and the rocks and the and the flowers and the animals, all that. They're, they're waiting now as we're getting closer and closer. They're just waiting for us to join them. And like the native people, the indigenous peoples have done forever, they know that it's, a, 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 it's alive. All of creation is alive and has a spirit and, and is here for us because it loves us, because there's only love. 
So, Andrew, do you have anything you want to add? And then I'll, I'll say the seven A's in a sentence. Well, I, but I just, you know what I occurred wanna, to me? Yeah, go on. Um, so there's a quote from Henry David Thoreau that really expresses what Connie was just talking about. Would you tell us? I know you know that quote very well. Yeah, well, this is a kingpin in, in our whole thinking as we... As the, the different frequencies. Yeah, as the yeah. different frequencies and different realities. Henry David Thoreau, I'm, I'm sure you know, and I'm sure your audience knows who he is, that that fine gentleman who went to Walden Pond for two years, two months, and two days. We often speak at the Thoreau Society because we're bringing the, the mystical Thoreau to the table and his his involvement with the Native Americans, his understanding. Because once we, we all get to that mystical level and we, we see through this illusion of of that we've we're in at this level we we see another reality and he could see that the, that the native people could see what he could see so meanwhile this quote that andrew's referring to is he says in the conclusion to walden in the back of the book in the conclusion he says i learned this at least by my experiment the two years two days and two months at walden pond that when one walks confidently in the direction of his dreams, he will pass a certain boundary. He will experience things unexpected in common hours. The laws that apply to him will be expanded, or new laws will be made in his favor, and he will live with the license of a higher order of beings. And that told me, hey, guess what? The laws are expanded in higher frequency when we trust, when we walk confidently in the direction of our dreams. We will have a different reality. And that's the reality that we have called the trust frequency. And we give people the tools for accessing it because we actually have to walk it, Temple. We have to, we can't just think it. We can't just hope for it. We actually have to walk it to get into that frequency. So um, we have our seven A's in one sentence. So I'll, I'll say them in one sentence. These seven let me, aspects. Let me quickly give away the first A. If you go to the dictionary and you look up the word consciousness, <clears throat> you will find a word beginning with the letter A. And that word, of course, is awareness. In fact, mm. the dictionary is very simple. A very brief on the subject it simply says consciousness is awareness and if you go and look up awareness it says awareness is consciousness but there are a lot more attributes and aspects of consciousness than just awareness obviously if we're not aware we're not conscious we have no idea of what's going on however let's go to Connie's sentence we, we started out like okay let's really we were at some we were at a conference where somebody was asked, somebody in the audience said to these illustrious scientists up on the stage there in Santa Monica. And the question was, could you please define consciousness? And you know what? They could not. They simply failed to do that. They just looked at each other and they were blank. These consciousness oriented superstars. And the uh, what the bleep do we know? Yeah, I called it the, oh, the bleep fest. It was bleep a post. Um, you, you remember the film? What the bleep do we know? 
I didn't want to oh, say yeah. all that and give away poor guys, you know, because yeah. nobody knows. The scientists, the, the, nobody's been able to define consciousness. So we said, well, there's got to be words in our language. So it turned out that there are a whole lot of words in the English language that begin with letter A that are specifically related to consciousness. And Connie's put them all together into a single sentence. Okay, so here they are. Okay, here we go. With expanded, and and one has to listen to the qualifying words before the A's, because those are key. With expanded awareness and accurate assumptions, we choose our attitude, consciously direct our attention, align with our highest inner promptings, take committed action, and allow the loving universe to manifest beyond our wildest dreams. You can tell we've done that one before. <laughs> I love that. So, I, I love yeah. that. That's that's so powerful. It's a, it's a little toolkit for if one can check their seven A's any time of the day or night, standing in the grocery line, or when we get up in the morning, we can say, okay, where are my seven A's today? Because it's, it's pure physics tempo. It's, it's vibratory level. It's frequency. But we couch it in the conscious loving universe. It's a, it, it's so beautiful what the two of you are creating and actually have you know continued to to create together. It's just um, it is about frequency, isn't it? And I love that your website is the Trust Frequency. Everyone, it's the trustfrequency.net. And we're talking today with the incredible Andrew Cameron Bailey and Connie Baxter. Marlowe, and those aren't just words, it's not improv management. They truly are creating incredible work and doing amazing things. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to remind you of being at Unity Village at the last weekend of August, and we are going to be doing some shamanic work there. It's going to be a very unique retreat. And so I urge you to come. I'm going to be sharing some of these things. I've had the grace of learning through the years with my shamanic Celtic teacher. And that being said, thank all of you for your interest, letting us know the kind of shows you want to watch, what you hear, what you want to tune into. We love hearing from you um, and knowing where you're at. And so we'll be right back after this short break. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to the Intentional Spirit 
with Reverend Temple Hayes. everyone and thank you please visit me at templehays.com or illy.org the institute for leadership and lifelong learning and find out about uh, spiritual leadership and other practical applications for living today and so i'm just thrilled to be talking with andrew cameron bailey and connie baxter marlowe and they have created the concept along with many other things called the trust frequency please go to their website the trustfrequency.net and um, Connie, you were going to share some of the exciting things that the two of you are offering and things you have coming up. So take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been talking about the trust frequency and we apply the principles of the trust frequency to our relationships. So it's an embodied practice and uh, that, that leads to an understanding of the importance of all of our relationships to show us our light and our shadow, those parts of ourselves we don't yet love. And so this course is called The Dance of Souls, The Relationship Revolution, and you can access information about it on our website. It's on Humanities Team, uh, their um, Humanities Stream, their, their master class, um, plat- learning platform, and um, also it's going to be available on Thinkific uh, soon. We've just switched over from a Barbara Marks Hubbard learning platform that that lived for a year, but but um, has has dissolved at this point. Barbara, having been a very close friend of ours at Sunrise Ranch, we home base at Sunrise Ranch in Loveland, Colorado, and Barbara spent her last two years there. So we were very fortunate to be in, in very close friendship with her there. But this, this course, is it, it takes our first four assumptions, the fact that there's only love, that that love is unconditional, it gives us everything we ask for. So we, free will is a key player in this whole thing for us to understand that we came here when we, uh, we, we gave an overarching act of free will when we incarnated, this is our construct, okay? This is our understanding that we we gave this overarching act of free will when we incarnated onto earth to go on this journey to wholeness, this journey to self-love and self-acceptance and alignment with our divinity and our purpose. That's a big job we came here to do. And there's no shame, no blame on on what our life has turned out like because some people came for experiences that we call not love. But in this construct where there's only love, we have to come to understand or if we accept these these axioms or these assumptions, you know, absolutely only love. Okay, how can that be love? All the things we see as not love in our relationships as well as world circumstances, etc. But if we take it as absolutely true, it has to be love. And that flips everything. We call it the big flip from victim, perpetrator, good and evil, right and wrong, all that, that stuff that we're enmeshed in in this lower frequency. When we get beyond that and, and get into that field Rumi talked about, that field beyond right doing and wrong doing, 
uh, we'll meet you there, you know, he said. I'll meet you there. Well, there is a field, and that's, and that's a vibratory level that's beyond this victim-perpetrator place. And so our, um, our course takes into, us, into understanding that we gave this overarching act of free will to go on this journey. To, to, to love all of ourselves, not just the pieces that people want to see, you know, that society has said, yes, you're a good boy and you're a good girl and you've shown up and you've given the teacher what she wants to hear and you've, you know, you've done your curtsy and you've done your very polite thing and you're, you're okay and you've got a happy smile on so you're okay. Well, guess what? There's a lot that's underneath all that that hasn't been acknowledged because we want to be accepted. And so... We have a course that helps us deal with seeing that what our defense mechanisms are, that we've covered up these shadow pieces, these parts of ourselves we don't love yet, and go through exercises and, and, and just help us pierce through and become conscious. See, that's the key is to become conscious of our behavior because we have triggers and we're stuck in our triggers. And to, to see those triggers is just that, that they, they're covering something we don't want to look at, that others don't want us to, uh, we don't want others to see. Do you have any thoughts on that, Andrew? <laughs> We've been in the dance of soul for 18 years now. Yeah, yes, you have. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that event at Omega will, will be 18 years ago this October. And, um, yeah, it's something to celebrate. It's extraordinary. And relationships are challenging, no matter how enlightened we think we are, no matter how much work we've done, no matter how many previous marriages we've had and think we've got it all worked out and now we're clear and we don't have to do that anymore. Well, guess what? There's always deeper layers. And so these, these are tools to realize the actual value of relationships. They actually have a purpose. I am in relationship with everything from God or the loving universe, whatever you want to call that universal energy. I'm in relationship with Connie. I'm in relationship with my children, my friends, the entire community that I'm a part of. I'm in relationship with the planet that I'm a part of. I'm in relationship with the climate of this planet, for example. So relationship is critically important to understand its purpose, its function, and how challenging relationships often are. So once we come to understand that there's a purpose to, if I attract someone into my life who's really annoying, just to take a classic example, why did I attract that circumstance into my life? Because I had something to learn, perhaps. Perhaps I had some some place to grow that I haven't gone yet. There's no perhaps about it, my darling. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I just want to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody. No doubt. See, doubt is the Achilles heel go. of the trust frequency. Yeah. No doubt, doubt. Doubt and trust can't live in the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think the most important thing in our work, actually is in the title of the book. We, we have a book called The Trust Frequency. And the subtitle is 10 Assumptions for a New Paradigm. So a new paradigm. A paradigm is a set of assumptions. An assumption is a belief that we hold to be true without ever questioning it. So there are those who say, don't make 
assumptions. Assumptions make an ass out of you and me. Well, we all make assumptions, and all of us inherited deeply held cultural assumptions from the family we were born into, for example, from our ministers, from the culture we live in to this day, from our friends at school, whatever it was. We have this set of assumptions, and because many of those assumptions are firstly erroneous, they're wrong, somebody made them up a long time ago, and they may have had some relevance once, but they're not relevant today. Secondly, they're unconscious, they're deep in our souls, and they're generations deep, meaning that they control very often our beliefs, our actions, our worldview, and until we bring them to the surface and hold them up to the light of day, we are going to act inappropriately. We're going to, we're just, we just can't be fully evolved human beings until we have really examined our fundamental assumptions about the nature of reality. So one thing we'd like to note it, it was 10 assumptions. The first working title of the book was actually the 10 assumptions i'd heard of the uh the 10 commandments well 10 that's good number 10 assumptions okay and then it became the trust frequency 10 assumptions for a new paradigm by changing our by examining and changing our assumptions we can actually move ourselves it's a shift in consciousness into literally a new paradigm a new belief system and at some point i'd like to just quickly go through the 10 assumptions, there could be 115 assumptions. It's, it's an arbitrary figure, but boy, just 10 changes everything. Well, just go right ahead is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when he mentioned ministers, dear Reverend, <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> speaking of unity ministers. We love unity ministers, the evolved minister. Hey, I being. started... I started subscribing to the daily word probably 40 or 45 years ago so yeah um yeah but Me there too. Are unity ministers. does great work that's for sure yeah there are ministers ministers have powerful influences on people and some of the ministers out there today i look at them and go well i'm sorry but i just don't believe the way you believe and that's one of the challenges is you know, there are so many different belief systems and what is true and what is real. It's not easy. Yeah, and also we have a, a an ebook, a free ebook that is accessible on our website, thetrustfrequency.net. So anybody can go there and we will send you a link to the free ebook, which is called The Conscious Loving Universe, A Guidebook. And it's actually a synopsis of the trust frequency book it's um uh, a little preparatory thing for the trust frequency book which andrew actually wrote the book and he wanted to write a pop book that was accessible to people and it's very accessible so um it's not a heavy tome of of information but it does bring quantum science into the picture because it's a scientific paradigm that has separated us from ourselves, the old scientific paradigm and the new science, the breakthrough science is proving what the indigenous peoples have known for millennia, that we're all connected, that we are, we're not only connected, we're one, we're one consciousness. And they actually are coming up with a, 
with an understanding of consciousness that it's all consciousness and that we're consciousness and it's the universe's consciousness and it's we're all one and um so that's we 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 bring it in the science in just to help people that western mind to be able to say all right science science is proving it so i can i can go there and um so i just wanted to mention that and um uh, shall we go through the 10 assumptions? We only have uh, like 10 minutes left. So um, I don't know if we should go through the 10 assumptions or if we should mention our, our work that we're doing, around, we're doing around the founding of this nation, the United oh, States of America, that's in such a mess right now. But a mess is oh, a good United thing. The United States Barbara of Mark- America, somehow uh, people stop noticing the first word. <laughs> Right yeah, now, it right. feels United. like the separation states of America. But anyway, there you go. So wherever you want to go, it's it's your time. So use it as you feel guided. Now, this is a whole other subject, and it's a truly wonderful subject. It's very inspiring, and it's related. Yeah, very related, because what I got 30 years ago, I got that what's next in the evolution of consciousness of humanity is that we're going to come to understand what the indigenous peoples know about the nature of the universe. And this work Mm -hmm. that we're doing around the founding of this nation, the spiritual founding of this nation, is that there were syntheses between the Europeans and the American Indian, the Native Americans, that actually gave birth to this nation. And until we bring the Native American, until the Native American stands proudly at the founding of this nation with the founding fathers, with the Mayflower pilgrims, you know, we stand firmly together and say, yes, we came together and we, we gave birth to something. And that is the United States of America. That, that in this freedom documents of this nation, we made a great promise to, to the world. And people have formed to these shores because of that promise. And that promise is our birthright. The American dream, the true American dream, is our birthright of liberty and justice and equality and abundance for all. So we, we bring that forth and, and, and bring forth the first, what we call the first great synthesis that occurred in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Well, it wasn't Massachusetts at the time. In Plymouth Colony, between the Europeans the Mayflower Pilgrims, who were the separatists, who separated from the King of England and the Church of England and committed treason to do that, they met with the Native Americans, Massasoit, the, the, uh, the Massasoit of the Wampanoag Indians, and, and they formed a, a mutual protection treaty at their first meeting exactly 400 years ago this year in 1621. And that, and that three-day multicultural harvest celebration that they had for three days together in the fall of 1621 is what we call the first Thanksgiving. It's been so trashed by revisionist history that, that, that the, whole, the whole founding of this nation has been, uh, the, the focus has become on, on the shadow aspects of it, and we focus on the light, what we've done together. Because as we, we, we go forward together, we're going to give birth to something else that's new, that's never been on this planet before. So we wanted to show the boots on the ground aspects of what we have done together in our hearts. 
And there was a second great synthesis when the Iroquois League of Nations and the Iroquois Great Lock became part of the U.S. Constitution. So what we're saying now is there's going to be a third great synthesis. Not only going to be, there is a third great synthesis happening right now as the climate uh, crisis has brought the, na- the indigenous peoples to the forefront because we're seeing that w- what we've created isn't working. And our separation from the rest of creation isn't working. And so now we're calling forth the Native people to say, okay, now what do we do? Okay, and um, so that's the third great synthesis that's occurring now. So that's another big piece of our work that um, people can access on our website, uh, uh, first50years.us, first50years.us. And you can actually get to it from our trustfrequency.net. But I just wanted to mention that because it's so important right now, this year, this fall is going to be the 400th anniversary of that three-day multicultural harvest celebration. I mean, phenomenal exception to the human condition happened right there in Plymouth as those folks came together and it began 54 years of peace and friendship there in Plymouth Colony between the Native people and the um, the Pilgrim. So I just wanted to mention that. How are we doing? I think Here you're just home. impressing everyone. That's why it's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing great. Your, your passion and... And, and one of the things I was allured by, and it, it came out, you know, in a, in a movie, of course, it's so uh, popular, you were saying that you lived the, uh, as nomads. And was that part of a plan? Did it just, you woke up one day and went, this is the way to go, or uh, before, after, are you so much happier living the way you live now? I mean, I feel there's a curiosity about that. I know there's many things that we can talk about, but um, that was one thing I was curious about because I, I, I think that's so becoming more and more, you know, what people are interested in. Well, let me tell you one thing, that movie, Nomadland, don't go see it. It's a depressing movie that has nothing to do with our lifestyle which is that we go where we're called. I was never made for living in houses. So I raised my kids. I had a van. I had a home, but I had a van. It was uh, my ticket to ride, my kids' ticket to freedom of their spirit. We could go. We spent a lot of time at Hopi Land. We spent a lot of time uh, out and about, okay? So it's, um, and now Andrew and I, we, we call ourselves nomadic because we go where we're called. And I got lucky because this guy that I met at Omega likes to live in a van and had built and uh, designed and built our Sprinter van. So, Andrew, what do you have to say on the matter? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do agree with Connie about that film. Ultimately, it's depressing. It's not about particularly... Yeah, she didn't seem happy, did she? Yeah, we may have. Okay. 
Well, well, I'll keep talking until they until they call back. I just I just love their work. Um, it's so vast too. This is one of those cases, everyone, that an hour isn't long enough. So I want to reiterate to go to the trustfrequency.net and um, change your assumptions and the world changes with you. Sounds to me like a such in tune with the unity message that that's for sure. And, and what's interesting and what I love about life is that we're getting the opportunity to do just that, aren't we, Jeff? <laughs> where, where our guests have dropped off um, in some frequency. And so, and so here we are. And Jeff, why don't you ask me a question and I'll answer it. You can ask me anything. Um, what are your future plans with uh, any kind of events or uh, retreats? Oh, well, I am very excited about this retreat, um, coming back to the village. It's been a long time. Um, I love the music of uh, Stow Good, Karen Taylor Good, and Stow Daly, and Mark Fuss. And this kind of originated on the uh, cruise of when we were together with the Unity Cruise with Unity Worldwide Headquarters. And it was just like, oh, let's just do a retreat at, at the village. So we wanted it to be something that could be experiential. You know, we you I don't know about you, Jeff, but I've been to a lot of conferences and stuff, and people hardly take the time to go to the bathroom, you know, let alone to relax. They just go from one thing to another. I remember many conventions I've come back from, and I was more tired than when I went, you know, because I never stopped. I didn't get any downtime. So we wanted to create where we do, like, vision quest, where we're – on the grounds where it's experiential, where it's shamanic. I'm going to teach some some special sacred tools that align with nature. Um, somewhat connected to what Andrew and Connie were saying on our on our show earlier, but I'm very excited. And then we're also talking about doing one in April. I won't give that one away yet. Um, because it's in the early stages, but um, more exciting things to come. And it's so great to be able to come back to the village. And I haven't seen the new cafe there, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah, oh. we somehow somehow we disappeared. I don't know where it went off, but um, yeah. Well, that's okay. You know, we just knew that. I mean, it was fun. It's like, like talk about you know, walking our talk, we just got to trust and Jeff and I, well, we just yeah. took over and started talking and here you are again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sweet. So anyway, well, um, we really, we really walk our talk. We trust the loving universe. Um, the loving universe shows up for us in amazing ways. Beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, it's absolutely true. I'll tell you, being at Sunrise Ranch, with Barbara there and all the people and yeah, and being here in Maine and, and there is, there is generosity and kindness and love and abundance in the trust frequency. But I'll tell you, you got to walk it. <laughs> and that's yeah. Scary. Oh yeah. 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 When scary. people start talking about, Oh, the place and the country and everything, I'm like, if you traveled around, you would see 
It's so rich. It's so beautiful. It's so loving. Get out of the 24-hour consumption of false information. You know, I uh, I laugh every time. I don't laugh. I laugh and I cry every time I see the news about the sharks. And I, I tell people here and I tell our children since 1900, as in 1900, there have been 824 shark attacks in Florida since 1900. And the way it's presented, it's like it happens all the time. And and so it's so good to be educated and to be aware. What part of Maine are you in? We're actually in uh, south of Brunswick. I was born in Maine. I'm ninth generation oh, Maine. Oh, that's too and I'm funny. Actually... I did a um, a speaking thing in Brunswick uh, two years ago. My good friends oh. live in Brunswick uh, six months of the year. Lovely. Oh, it's so awesome there. Yeah. Well, I was born and raised here, nearby. I was born here, and, and I'm ninth generation Maine, and I'm actually a Mayflower descendant. So it's an ancestral ma- mandate for me with these um, with this Mayflower Pilgrim thing and the Native Americans. But really, what my intent is is to bring the Native American into the story, into a way that they can be proud of who they are and what they've done and what they've accomplished in the transformation of consciousness of humanity and what role they have yet to play in the evolution of consciousness of humanity. That's my intent but there's also this ancestral mandate of these people who who sept- committed treason to separate from the church of england and 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 go out and try to start a community based on freedom of conscience temple this is key freedom of conscience and this is key with the native way as well with and i'm sure with yours with the direct connection to the divine okay and that's where we're headed in my opinion I see big pictures. I see the coming of peace on earth and heaven on earth. And that has to do with our, our hooking up to our divinity and acting accordingly with no fear, no doubt. You know, just, and that's the native way. I'm sure you've learned that in your shamanic studies. And, oh, yeah. And, and, your, and I join you in that. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.